1: Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker. For immediate delivery on class leading Kia vehicles. Tyre power, Toyo four wheel drive tyres. Get a free wheel cover.
2: Summer Scorcher sale on now. Summer breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs.
3: I'm better than that man. I'm looking at you. Good morning, wherever you're listening. Way. Right around the state, Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you on your Thursday morning Adelaide test day. The test match starts. Miles Fitz Bryce Gibbs with you, 0427-154-166. Good morning, Bryce.
4: Morning, Milo. Oh geez, I'm excited today. For a number of reasons, obviously. The Adelaide Test kicks off uh, later in the afternoon. But what a jam-packed show we've got today.
3: Huge show. Huge
4: guests. The big got the big dogs in for uh, the last show of the week, so I'm I'm very, very excited. Oh, you
3: wouldn't be any more excited than with our man Craig Goodwin to join us after seven. Oh. Oh, I'll just am sh- I'm, I'm gonna shut up shop straight there. Straight to the top. Fifteen minutes, so you yeah, can you, go your hardest. You won't get a word in in nope. that one. And I'm Sorry. pretty happy not to. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's been a star. Craig Goodwin there. Peter Siddle to join us. We might sort of reminisce on uh, some Test cricket, some battles that he's had. Hat tricks talk strikers can talk Test team. Um, we caught up with Alex Carey in the play, and that's a really good chat with Kes. We'll have a chat with him. Ian Bishop's going to join us, and then well, he's the doyen of Australian broadcasting. Um, there's no bigger than Jared Whateley. SEN's own Jared Whateley. and an absolute treat to have him here in studio. That's look, we're
4: touching wood. I'm not touching wood. I'm back. I'm backing it in. Backing it in. Absolutely.
3: You know what I'm not backing in? What's that? The old crime scene on the corner as we're driving into the car park this yeah. morning. Yeah. Does it surprise you? Well, H- Hindley Street, corner of Hindley and what's that called, Gresham Place or something, isn't it? I was, <laughs> I drove past to go in the car park and the torches went in my car, like, like who are you? And uh, the torch went straight in and I sort of put my hand up, and the cop gave me the nod. And then as I came out of the car park door, they were pulling the yellow tape out. So something's gone down there. I crossed the corner here and a guy said, "Oh, have you got the time, mate and I was I had the old clenched fist ready, like <laughs> stopped me right at the door. You I told him,
4: just some bloke jumping out the shadows. Well he gonna... was out of the corner, he yeah. just sort of walked
3: up and you know, if someone's asking you the time, you're like, Why are you asking me the time? It's mate, it's five, five o'clock in the morning. It's five o'clock in the morning. What, what, like
4: what are you doing lurking around? It's early or late. <laughs> <off Hindley Street. laughs>
3: it's early or late and this you know, I was thinking if I pull my phone out here, he's just gonna say, I'll take that, thanks. Yeah.
4: Yeah, there is uh, a little bit going on, but uh, not surprising.
3: A um, bit of a late one for me last night.
4: Yeah, tell me about it. You were at, uh, at a
3: function? I had a function at the casino ballroom with AFA and Helix Management. Put a function on there called Burning the Bales. Damien Fleming and Brian Lara was hosted by Tom Wren. Our man, Tom Wren. Not Tom Brown, Tom Brown, Tom Brown. Tom Wren. Tom Wren. Tom Ren, it was it was really good. Brian was excellent, as always. So
4: you you had you were there, but you you were you working or No, were you just I was mingling? not. A, no, I was. I was. You're part of the. was part of the A-list that I was were just roaming around the uh,
3: invited the floors of the uh, function room. I was invited as clients, friends of Sen. Should we nice. call it? Nice. So I went with them, and yeah, Brian, fantastic. But him and Flem talking for about probably close enough to 45 minutes, probably why it went a bit late, to be honest, uh, was outstanding. And to hear them both talk about Shane Warne and their memories of Shane Warne and how they sort of saw him. One of the great things Brian said last night was how when they were playing in the um, in the Caribbean and Steve Waugh, Shane Warne was famously dropped and they picked Stuart McGill. And Brian said he went to dinner with Shane Warne the night before and he just said, beat the life out of them for me, would you? And Brian said, so I went out there and met 100. <laughs> so I went out and a 100. And he said, as we're walking off, he said, the gates were on one side, the Australian gates, and the West Indies gates were on the other. He said, I'm walking across to the West Indies gates. I'm looking over, and there's all these West Indies supporters. There's this blonde guy in the middle clapping. It was warning. <laughs> he was over with the West Indies guys cheering off Brian's 100 because he got dropped. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Oh, so good. Uh, Like we mentioned, huge show coming up. 0427154166. Love to hear your thoughts. Are you going to the cricket today? Where are you? I'll be there. I'm going home for a nap. Then I'm going... I'm going to roll up. It's probably my one decent day to go to the cricket, I think. A lot to touch on in the news. Max King for St Kilda is probably one of the biggest losses you could... It's a bit like... The Melbourne Stars losing Glenn Maxwell, you're losing your 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 queen in chess terms, aren't you?
4: He's their their franchise player, isn't he? Really, he's, he's the he's their kingpin. So uh, it, it's a huge blow for St Kilda. There's no doubt about that. And I mean, if these things are going to happen, you you'd rather it happen now than say round two of the season, which would mean he'd miss majority of the season. He's going to miss probably the first month and a little bit potentially depending on if he's a, a, a talk, quick
3: healer or not. But, they're talking more, aren't they?
4: Well, it, it all depends. So sh- I've, I've recently just had a shoulder operation close to uh, a reconstruction myself and they just hang around. Like if you can avoid shoulder surgery, do it because they're just – you use your shoulder for everything. Uh, and especially uh, a contact sport like AFL um, – your, your, di- your due diligence with your rehab has to be spot on. Otherwise, it will linger for it could linger for the rest of his career.
3: Word is that down at South Adelaide that you had the shoulder recode just to avoid doing pre-season push-ups. That's the word.
4: <laughs> is it? That's, that's well, on it happened, the street. It happened in the se- in the during the season. So uh, I, if, I, if I don't want to do push-ups, I just tell him <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing it. <laughs> just, I'm at that point now. Excuse me. Like, I'm out, boys. Sorry. It's,
3: uh, it's pull-ups and push-ups. <laughs> So, uh, no, you've uh, you got the wrong guy. No, thank you. You've got the wrong guy.
4: So it'll be interesting to see what they do here, St Kilda, and I think uh, our man Kane Corns has uh, thrown out some some uh, outlandish uh, guys who he thinks that they should go and try and recruit to get into to cover the the big hole left um, by by uh, uh, Big Max King. But uh, I've got a couple of names here we can talk about shortly. But I think they've got one list spot left to feel if if they put him on the long-term injury list. And I think Liam Stocker from Carlton, who was listed by Carlton, is a pretty early pick, but I it, think, but too.
3: he's only out for a month. Why they, what? It's like long-term injury list is... If he's only going to miss four weeks... Well, if it means they can pick
4: up, add an extra person to their list, you might as well take advantage of that.
3: So what does it take? Explain to the layman. What does it take to put a player on the long-term injury list? You elevate someone off your rookie list, right, to play then what does it take to then bring them off the long-term injury list? What happens then to the rookie? Do they then have to drop back to rookie status?
4: Uh, that's a good question. I, I, I think rookies are all right, but it, it just gives them another spot on their list so, so they can so they can take someone else in the preseason draft potentially. So I think you have to be min, out for a minimum of eight weeks to be classified as long-term, long-term And that during the season?
3: List. No. Oh, you don't have to
4: I'm be? I'm pretty sure any time. Right. Yeah. So I think they've got one list spot available, which Liam Stocker, as I mentioned, is training with them at the moment, fighting for that spot. So I think potentially if, if Max King goes on the injury list, that'll open up another spot for them to pick up someone else.
3: As much as we say it, when there are injuries like that, you'd, you'd have to. I know it sounds bad. No one ever talks about it. But if you're Liam Stocker, you go home and you're giving the... Miss our high five for a genuine chance. Well, the, the the you don't you're not celebrating it.
4: Well, the thing that's hard that is like Liam Socker's a small inside outside midfield or even half back compared to your key full forward. So it's hard because they would want to try and replace. I mean, you're never going to replace like for like with Max King, but you want to. They potentially might be needing to go and getting another forward. So some of the names that I've got here. So Tim Memory, he's not. Your big key forward, but he's no. not your small crumbing forward. He's sort of that in-between forward. That is he is he a good player? Yeah, absolutely. He's he plays a, a really important role in St Kilda's side. Um, Jack Hayes from from the Eagles here in South Australia got picked up, then did did his knee. So coming he's so he's coming ACL. back from an ACL, which I think he still might miss the first round or two potentially, depending on how how he goes. You got Ryan Marshall, who's their ruckman, does he need to spend a bit more time forward to to feel that big man deep forward? That and and then they can get creative in the ruck and, and look at what Port Adelaide did with Finlayson and, and Dixon. You can you can hybrid some rucks. We've seen it work before. Do they have enough players that can that can achieve that? We'll we'll soon find out. The other one who they got uh, over the summer was Zane Cordy, Been a key defender for the Bulldogs for a long time, but. Uh, Beveridge did throw him forward at times to to take a catch and, and have a presence down in the forward line. Could he come in and just fill a role for the first month or two until Max King returns? So there's a couple of options for the, the Saints or they go out and see what else is uh, out there in the state leagues uh, and other maybe potential guys that got delisted at the end of this year to see if, if they can fill that hole as well.
3: I'm going to play some audio in a while about what Kane Corns had to say about uh, St Kilda and filling the list spot um, a little bit later in the show. Like we mentioned, we're going to get some audio on Andrew Mackey um, about uh, Sam DeConning. Uh, we'll go through the Jeff Walsh audio in regards to um, Max King. The one thing I did want to put out there before we jump to our first break quickly is we the debate's been solved – in regards to whether or not Steph Curry, the video, was real or fake, is what uh, Steph Curry had to say on those shots.
1: A lot of people did believe that it was <laughs> legit for, you know, I ult- think some people still believe it's real.
0: I'll let I'll let them be the judge of that, but it's an ultimate compliment to uh, probably be amazed by it, but not think it's outlandish that uh, it could be it could be real. But we had some fun with it. The uh, Sports Illustrated team coming with some heat. I did make two of them, though, just in case anybody was wondering.
3: <laughs> just at the end, made two. Made two. And and that doesn't surprise me one bit. The unbelievable piece of editing. It was brilliant. You, know, you look you, as hard as you can to try and find that out as a fake. And... Well, you were semi-convinced. You were like, nah, "Oh,
4: you can look at the ball in the background. Yeah, like, bounce, 100%. You like, yeah, you were like this. Is... 100% yeah, like, I was. They had you more so than
3: most, I reckon. <laughs> the, the, oh, yeah, oh, did they <laughs> I now? I reckon. Oh, yeah, they had me. Yeah. Yeah, and only half a million people <laughs> <laughs> comment on there. Fair can mate. Oh, what? Yeah. What, have they got phones down at Pantherland down there to even watch it on? <laughs> Some of the spectators can't watch him on Nokia 3315s down there. MBN's just hit the uh, <laughs> not lying it down, so it's it's all Watching happening. Watching my kerosene <laughs> lamp, just, was actually love the Panther fans. I shouldn't have gone. That's mean. It is mean. It is and mean. mean. And thanks for apologising too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, because it's I was trying to go at you, and I had to go through your fans. Uh we should do. We we what's, uh, I don't know what this is, but
5: stop it. It's not sensible. It's not helpful.
3: No, it is. It did rise, Kovo. It was (laughs) stop it, Miles. it's uh, it's the second test day live from Adelaide Oval coming up a bit later. Like we said, with a bit of a focus. Peter Siddle, Alex Carey, Jared Waitley to join us. Craig Goodwin to talk all things all things World Cup. One quick one, and I want your thoughts off the text. O four two seven one five four one double six. Magic round. They went to they engaged marketing agencies. They went everywhere to rename Magic Round. They named it Gather Round. Give us a spell.
4: I think it's a bit of a oh lead balloon moment. Oh. AFL. Jeez.
3: Anyway, let's go to a break. Brought to you by Type Power. They're buying power to power in your lane back in a moment. And Welcome back. 620. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs, live from SNSA's Studio Lumo. One King William, powered by Lumo Energy. Um sure, little one, before we go to a break, we're going to talk all things captaincy and David Warner. Well, fair dinkum. I put that to bed already. Uh, uh, we're just reading some stuff on social media uh, during the break. But one of our favourites and regulars has called in, of course. Annie was at the Port Adelaide Best and Ferris. Good morning to you, Annie.
6: Oh, good morning, boys. I'm sorry I'm a few days late calling you back, but I couldn't get through yesterday and I was driving home on Tuesday, so I'm uh, three or four days late. But um,
3: what would you like to know? Oh well, well, we missed you, we missed you, Annie. Um, and we apologise for not you not getting through yesterday. Well, what, what was the event like? Uh, firstly, I'll, I'll actually start with this one, yeah. Annie. We'll in- interview you. Oh, that's not a good sound coming through for us. But hey, uh, what did you think of David Kosh's address in regards to Port Adelaide and and the Redeem team, comparing? Um, the club to the American basketball team and someone had to stand up like Kobe and LeBron?
6: Well, I'm not overly fussed about it. Like, Koshi, those that know Koshi, he's a very, very passionate man and the way I see it is it's the boys that have let let it all down. Like, they're they're the ones that are ultimately responsible out on the field and they, they're they the ones that have got to get the job done. Like, everyone likes to have a crack at Kenny, but he uh, the, it's the boy's responsibility. So um, I didn't take offence to it. I'm sure some precious people probably did, but um didn't, didn't bother me at all.
3: Uh, how was the best in Ferris? Good night.
6: Oh, it was fabulous. Like, I've been going every year since 2015, and... For the last two years, not being able to go due to COVID has been well, heartbreaking for me. So um, to be there and see all my boys and I've got a million photos and to be glammed up and I just absolutely love the night. It's my night of nights and I just was so grateful to be there this year.
4: Uh, Annie, so no surprise to see Connor Rosie win it. Was there anyone in the top 10 that surprised you? I saw uh, your boy Pow Pepper finish fifth, but uh, any other surprises yeah. in there?
6: Um, uh, well, I, to be honest, I didn't actually think Carl Amon He'd had a, a fantastic year. But, um, you know, I'll probably see things a little different. But uh, I was so pleased to see Toddy up there. He's an absolute... Um, beautiful human, so with all the flat he cops over the years. Um, So that was wonderful. Um, I would have liked my boy to finish a bit higher because I thought his season was outstanding, but um, I love each and every one of them, so I'm proud of them no matter what they um, achieve.
3: Very quickly, your thoughts on them having the best and fairest so late?
6: Um, well, I knew it was going to be late um, because they, were, being the first year of the, the um, women's, they wanted to do it together, which I think was just lovely. It was fabulous being there with all the girls as well. But I think you'll probably find next year, because of how the season rolls, that it probably will be separate next year. I'm um, just a bit of a take I've got on it. So... We'll see what happens. It was lovely celebrating with the girls. And congratulations to Hannah and um, my girl, Ed, who took out Best Team Man Award. So voted by her for years. So it was great.
3: Appreciate you calling in, Annie. We'll chat again soon. Oh,
6: absolutely. Have a good day, boys.
3: Annie's, was, Annie's got many favourites at Port Adelaide. Many favourites.
4: Yeah, she certainly does. And, oh, Monday night, just... It's Monday staggering.
3: night and late. I know oh, they wanted to run it with the women's, but it's, just, it's a late b and Yeah,
4: I heard a few things too. Like, um, obviously the players and staff usually get a, a ticket, <laughs> free ticket, but so do if you've got a partner. I think partners had to pay this year for, their, for their ticket, I'm, I'm pretty sure. No. Yeah. Um, For both men oh, and women. Hang on. Where's yeah. this
3: come from? Well,
4: Where'd S- you hear this? Well, Sam Skinner... Has come back to the Panthers. Spent the last twelve months at Port, and he didn't even go. Like he, it wasn't. He got a late invite, like last week, and he was like, "Oh, I can't go. Like I've made plans. Like so, it was just, it just a bit weird. Uh, a couple of things that have come out of it. Are, are and a bit the partner's bit weird. got I'm, to I'm, pay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've got that right. So. Running a
3: tight ship there at Port Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. That's a bit. That's a bit stiff. It is a bit weird. Yeah, I didn't know that. We should have asked Annie. Should I ask Danny, what the whether a few of the partners in the room and I don't how many partners in the room you reckon she, paid for their ticket. She
4: wouldn't have known. I'd, Annie wouldn't have probably known that. But yeah, it was just strange that uh, having it so late. Obviously, you, you guys that do get delisted and um, move back into state or whatever, like of course they're not going to be there. Like they've moved on with their lives.
3: Couple off the text. Uh, the AFL added again. Look at the current AFL logo for a prime example. They have no idea, and it shows with the gather round. The old blue AFL logo was elite from Tony. Uh, Phil's chimed in, Milo, you know, everyone will still call it magic round, except Dwayne Russell, who religiously tell us gather round is a great name, and BT, who refer to Mount Barker as West Victoria. Phil, that's pretty good text, that. That's a very good text, Phil.
4: Front, front runner for the, yep. the signet power
3: banker. Paul's reckon. chimed in, Carl on another Jared Polak. Wonder what he will be thinking after Hawthorne finished bottom this year. He'll never play in another final. I suppose the money helps. Paul, the money more than helps, mate. Um, you know you're going to a club that's that's going to start and rebuild again, but you're going to a leadership position. Um, I don't think it's, it's not like uh, Port Adelaide haven't done anything yet. Uh, they finished 11th last year and, I, and we're on the way down.
4: Car- Car- Carl Amon's a better player than Jared Pollock. Way better. I can guarantee that. And I reckon he was stiff not to finish higher in their BNF. He finished 8th. Well, well, he left, mate. I, so that's I understand that. That's what I'm the, saying. It's yeah.
3: bloody stiff bloody stiff. He's a lot better than Jared Pollock, And look, the one thing I'll I'll guarantee is that when he runs out on, um, he left the club in really good circumstances. Port Adelaide were really good about it. He was really good about it. The players were really good about it. I bet your life... Port Adelaide supporters will boo the life out of him as he goes on to Adelaide Oval. And
4: you know what? That's fine. That's all a part of it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think I, it is. I, I don't I have an Poole. issue with that. But you know what? I was impressed that he would have told Port Adelaide during the year, which you don't... Which he did. You don't see that much in the AFL these days. We know it happens a lot over in American sport and we know it happens in uh, the NRL. Uh, players nominate during the year or the year before that they're moving on to another club but still go out and perform... And be a professional for their team until they leave. And, well, he got and, better, and Carl Amon certainly did that. So that's if that's if that's the case, it's a credit to both him and Port for for agreeing to we're going to part ways. But for him to still turn up, dig in, and good on Port for not just saying, "Oh, well, we know you're leaving. You Won't gonna play you. the, you're going to play in the twos for the next five, six weeks tw- could,
3: towards the end of the season." They couldn't afford to do that either because he was too good.
4: Exactly, but yep. he it was mature and. A professional decision from both
3: parties, and it was great to see. And that's why I'm saying, don't boo him. He did the right thing by the club. Don't boo him. I'm, I'm booing's booing's terrible. Yeah. If you boo if you boo people at the footy, you need to have a look at yourself. <laughs> I've always been like that. It won't be popular, but they're like, oh, I've got a right. People think they've got a right to boo. How about I come to your workplace and yeah. boo you and see how long you like it? You make, I you make a good. Point. I guarantee you won't. Yeah. Uh, break time. Back in a moment. Uh, all thanks to. Morn team, everybody's talking about Morn team live from SNSA Studio Lumo.
1: Mourn team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power, think safety this December. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire
2: Power. Summer breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than that
3: man. Well, welcome back, six thirty-four Thursday morning, Adelaide test morning. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs, SNSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. All thanks to Moan team. If you have the text here, Bryce, before the newsroom, uh, Milo. You know everyone will still call it magic round, except Dwayne Russell. I oh, read that one, didn't I? Did I read that one? Uh, I can't remember. You have now. Um, I like this. Isn't it funny when uh, how when it became obvious Carl was leaving, all of a sudden he became a worse player to Kane in the other Port Nuffies, even though his performance improved. What a coincidence, <laughs> Rhino. I couldn't agree more. He got better. He did get better, and they're uh, salty that they lost him. Uh, this could be text of the day. Could be text of the day. I'm going to read this a couple it's of times. Certainly the
4: front runner so far.
3: From Camo. Hi, guys. Just wondering if the AFL can release the fixture today, or will it upset Cricket Australia with the test starting? From Camo. Go Blues. That's elite areas. It, it wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past the AFL to have an announcement at 2.30 today, right before the start of the test match.
4: And it might be like... Uh... Round 23, something
3: or round. How to spell gather round. uh,
4: Yeah. We're going to have the split round in uh, round 12. There you go.
3: It's it's almost like a double (laughs) entendre, like with the. It's like as as in gather round, as in like you'd say, like everyone gather round. Yeah. And then they've called it gather round. Like geniuses, absolute dead set geniuses. News time.
1: Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker. For immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power, Toyo four-wheel drive tyres. Get a free wheel cover. Summer scorcher sale on now.
2: Summer breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than that man. Welcome
3: yeah. back. six thirty-nine Thursday morning, December 8. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you from SNSA Studio Lumo. Powered by Lumo Energy SA. What was that? What was what? You what what's, look his, at you? what's his go? What were you doing t- <laughs> What's that? Mike's on. What was that? Oh
4: no, I was gonna ask you what the weather is. Oh what, was that you or here? Wasn't no, me. What was, well, was it? Yeah, but you're halfway
3: through a credit, I thought you'd oh, finish. Oh yeah, I was, I was thinking Don't someone's blame me. Someone's jumped a gun here. I was gonna ask you for the weather. Oh yeah, well I can't because the little T V Someone shanked someone shank that like this bloke just got shanked in the corner of Hindley Street. <laughs> that's just why before. I asked him. <laughs> <laughs> Sports update. Jase, uh, what have you got in the headlines?
7: I'm flying through this. Pat Cummins out. Uh, Steve Smith, the skipper. Scotty Boland into the side. Uh, probably the way it should have gone. So uh, that's what we're going to see at Adelaide Oval today. Later on, Day Night Test. Looking forward to it. David Warner. Um, he's in the news again. Has withdrawn his application to have his leadership ban overturned. Went on a bit of a uh, a rant. You've sort of touched on this already, boys. Went on a rant oh, on Instagram, and it's not about it's not about me, it's not about me. But doing the eve of a test, give me a spell. Here's a thought: if you don't want to be banned from leadership, stop being a shit bloke. Um, yeah. <laughs> <it's generally, Nice. laughs> I would have thought it's fairly simple. But uh, bloke who can't be put in that category is Craig Goodwin. Who's looking forward to talking to him later on? Bryce Gibbs. Um, hey, well, my hand was up. Mine was up. Your mic gets turned off when Craig Goodwin's in. Yeah, going to leave that to Bryce. Yeah, so. He's a soccer expert. Um, diving yeah. and stuff. He has made a really good point about uh, investment in football from um, the, the state and federal governments. He said um, the funding from the Australian Sports Commission uh, to sports like athletics, basketball, cycling, hockey, sailing – Um, is they get more uh, despite having a lower participation rate. So he's probably got a point there. You can ask him about that later on, Bryce. Uh, The swim team is in Bendigo preparing for the World Short Course Champs and they've got uh, an ulterior motive here because the Comm Games in 2026 is going to be in regional victoria so they're scoping out locations to train. The 36 is playing twice this weekend, a big game on Friday night against the Wildcats, looking forward to that. Bonds you'll be able to hear him on SCN calling all of the action. And the Adelaide Giants, uh, the baseballers we're talking about them because they're winning uh, 8 straight and uh, they're at home on Thursday night, a game uh, game one of a four game set. Uh, against Canberra, I believe. so. And then the Perth Heat are back home with against them the week after.
3: And that's your sports update, boys. Jace, nicely done. Nicely done. Um, Gibbsy, I want your thoughts. I'm being a bit of a Grinch this morning. The Australian Dolphin Swim Team, why do we have an obsession with naming our sides? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Oh, like it's just... Did the Australian Swimming Team... Like, did the Australian Swimming Team... Who... Dolphins, call them the stingrays. No, we've probably got a sting. Yeah. You know what? Our, our, um, our bloody probably underwater ice hockey team. You know what do they call it? Underwater puck hockey. They'd be called the stingrays. Boys, my favourites
7: is um, the timber sports team are called the Chopperoos. I
3: reckon that's a beauty. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's tacky. It's, we had a couple. It is strange. We've got the Socceroos, which is fine. I think they were one of the originals. But the, some of them just the get boomers, tacky. The Boomers, the
4: Diamonds. The Boomers, are Diamonds. The, they're,
3: they're sort of the... But then the Australian... Who goes, oh, geez, I've just made the Dolphins squad. Like, <laughs> just give us a spell. Yeah. People annoy me sometimes. Um, couple
4: of good ones off the text here. Get involved on uh, 0427154166. Uh, why wouldn't you give... Head or carry the captaincy to get more bums on seats at
3: Adelaide Oval. Oh, that's from Muto. Yeah, Muto, I, I see your point, but Muto, uh, you don't give captaincy for bums on seats. You give captaincy to win Test matches, and by far and away the best captain we've had in the last while is Steve Smith.
4: We certainly have. Alex Carey could hold himself quite easily as, as a captain. He's got great leadership qualities. Yeah, he's got, a bit, of, he's got I, a bit. He's got a bit of time to serve. I don't mind the uh, the idea though. Uh, here's another one. Gil, is, Gil pays himself $3 million a year and comes up with rubbish like Gather Round. Yeah, that's Gil, pretty Gil ordinary. Gil with the deal round.
3: And um, I will boo Amon and I will boo Gibbs when he comes to Alberton <laughs> with the pathetic Panthers. Well, you know what? I'm not about booing at all. So that's your prerogative, but... Um, that's all I, right.
4: I usually play well at Albert, and that's probably why he's a little bit oh, there off the text line. So that's okay. Wha- boo do you, champ. Yeah, I, you. I enjoy that. I enjoy the booze. It's okay.
3: Yeah, I just think it's if you're. I got
4: booed by Carlton when my first game back in Melbourne.
3: I just think booing. Fans. I've never been a fan. If I've I've never gone to a game and felt the need to, or just in life felt the need to boo someone else. It's not part of it. Booing's actually... I think it's an, I think it's ordinary. <laughs> I think it's pretty. It shows that. Uh, a low level of, um, anyway, I'm not going to go any further. Text machine will light up 0427154166. Break time. Back in a moment.
1: Tire power. Think safety this December. Get the five-minute tire safety check
2: at your local tire power. Summer breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs.
3: I'm better than that Welcome back. 6.50 Thursday morning, Adelaide Test Match Day. Live from SNSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy. And all thanks to Mourn Team. We love them. Uh, time for a bit of a World Cup update. Thanks to Kraken. And that's what was happening on the corner there at Hindley Street. They were cracking heads. Kraken in. That's why the yellow tape's out. Thanks to Kraken.com, your secured crypto partner. Get in the game at Kraken.com. We love them. Uh, what's happening, World Cup? It, it's probably no different to yesterday.
4: Well, it's not, but it's unusual that there's no games on it, sad, because we've had uh, games playing on every morning when Devast- we've been in doing this show. And Devastating. It's been really enjoyable. Devastating. Keeping an eye on it while I sit next to you. Tragic. And talk all things sports. So that's why you're that's, not going to get a word in when we speak to our, our mate I, Craig Goodwin I later. literally
3: texted you and said, like, I, I'm not even, I'm not gifting you this. No don't know why that like, it's all yours. That's fine. You don't well, feel the need to put me in my well, place. Leave it
4: with me. All right, just some news on uh, our Socceroos boss, Uh, Graham Arnold. Uh, So Football Australia, James Johnson has all but assured Graham Arnold of a new deal as Socceroos coach if he wants to accept it. But the coach is now off-contract talks and is taking a holiday before engaging in any conversations about his future. There'd been speculation that Football Australia had already approached Socceroos legend John Aloisi, but potentially taking the reins of their national men's team. The complication for Arnold signing a new deal is expected to come from club land with several European clubs expected to make him offers off the back of the success in recent World Cup. So there has been a bit of speculation about Graham Arnold's future and what we've heard from the players, they they love working with him and love playing under him. So I'll put it to Craig Goodwin uh, to see his thoughts on the matter, but... That's what happens when you you go on a good little run, a bit of a purple patch. You're going to get attract interest from, especially the European European sides, like we said. So you're going to
3: get paid. That's what it is. That's what <laughs> it
4: will come with a significant uh, money increase. But not only Graham Arnold, but uh, even our man Craig Goodwin might attract some interest as well, uh, along with a lot of the other Socceroos players. So it's a bit of a watch this space. Uh, he's obviously. On holidays, well-earned break is Graeme Arnold. So uh, we'll hear more about that when he comes back. So just uh, the quarterfinals have been all confirmed now with all the games, uh, round of 16 games finishing up. So Croatia will play Brazil. Should be a cracking game. I'm going to tip Brazil in this one. The Netherlands will play Argentina in a mouth-watering encounter. I'm going to tip an upset here. Argentina will be favourites in this, but I'm going to tip the Netherlands. They're my Smokies for this year's World Cup. Morocco, uh, the real feel-good story, will take on Portugal. They look to be in pretty good form after their last performance, so I think Portugal will win that. And probably the match of the round in the quarterfinals is England versus France. England are extremely confident. If they can uh, shut down your man, Mm uh, Mbappé, That they can knock him off, but... Oh, it's gonna this I found this one hard to pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna go England with England. You have to be with England. With their swagger at the moment, but I wouldn't be surprised if France beat them 3 0.
3: Yeah, well it's you know, it'd be the same old story. To be right in England. I'll say it's coming home, then it's not coming home, then they won't go home. <laughs>
4: So there you go, that's I'd hate uh, to be World a World Cup update. I'd so. hate to
3: be married to a die-hard English football fan after England get knocked out of the World Cup. That wouldn't be wouldn't be a good home life, would it? You're probably right. Yeah, I don't think that'd be a lot of fun. No. Yeah. No. They're, they're lunatics. They're crazy. They are crazy. They love it. Lunatics. They love it. Is that your World Cup update? That's it. All done. Start your crypto journey with Kraken to get in the game. Visit kraken.com couple of things. This is with the footy shorts. Nick Murray, Kieran Strawn, ink new deals at the Crows. Um, They came in as rookie lists, uh, rookie list players. Murray's played 30. Strawn's only had the two. Um, So they've re-signed there. Current players Ollie Wines and Tom Cleary are among six loyal club servants who are recognised with life membership of the Port Adelaide Football Club at their B&F. Reigning Premier Geelong. That's right, you heard that correctly. Reigning Premier Geelong after uh, everyone potted them, said they were too old. So it's a little bit of a sore spot there. Uh have locked away young star defender Sam DeConing on a two year contract extension. This is what Andrew Mackey had to say about Sam DeConing. Yeah, you know, to be honest, it was he already had a, a one year contract, so
4: adding a couple on it, it's hard when uh, when you're trying to project, you know, even doing the right thing by the player and what their dollar team could be in four to five years, it's when there's so much unknown, um, you know, sometimes it's the right thing by the player to go a shorter term as well. So we uh, clearly wanted him here longer than next year. And we've been able to do that for another couple of years, but you know, who knows what the future lies from, you know, Sam's earning capacity for himself and, and what we're doing as a footy club.
3: Breakout season uh, for Sam DeConning, Western Bulldog star Adam Trelaw will follow a modified training program ahead of Christmas after undergoing off season ankle surgery and uh, in what might be the first example of increased scrutiny on AFLW players, Richmond midfielder four Jess Hosking has been charged with driving a jet ski while intoxicated during a holiday in Queensland. She was charged over the weekend with the Tigers confirming the alleged incident uh, on women's.afl on Wednesday. Hosking was on holiday with teammate Grace Egan and uh, Eilish Sheeran at the time. Last name Sheeran. Kick a few. Ed's sister. Ed's sister. A few off the text here. Um, I just wanted to – Um, have you mentioned – I've had two of these. Have you mentioned um, that you were two from two with your tips yesterday, Fitzmagic? No, I didn't mention that. Kev also said, good morning, Miles and Gibbs. Miles, those two tips you gave for the horses when you guys were waiting for the Premier to pick up the phone yesterday. They both won, and I got on them both. Good on you, Kev. I wasn't going to bring that up. I was waiting for Bryce to do that, but uh, in the spirit of rowing my own boat, yes, they did both get up. And, uh, yes, that was a great one. <laughs>
4: Another one off the text. Gibbs uh,
3: should go do pre-season
4: building numbskulls <laughs> in Hindley Street. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably what happened. It'd be good for my agility. You're just, just on your way home. Twinkle toes, dodging a few uh, shanks as I bit could of us, wa- us. walk to w- work this morning. little bit of
3: us, us down Hindley. More of a lover, not a fighter. You've got to be careful down there sometimes. <laughs> you do. It's a, it, it can be a rough joint.
4: Um, just going back to talking about Sam Deconing, Deconning, He's going to be a star. Star. And they're already talking about his brother at Carlton could potentially ask for upwards of a million dollars if he keeps going the way he's going to.
3: At the Cats? At the Blues. Oh, he'll probably go to the Cats too. You reckon? Well, why wouldn't you? It's Destination Club, mate. Everyone wants to go there.
4: No, nah, we'll take Sam at Carlton
3: oh, and then they can play together. Just another, um, just another brown envelope job out there. Sorry? What <laughs> Under... <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> does that happen, does it? Sorry, they don't give out brown envelopes. They gave out little brown cardboard boxes, visy cardboard boxes, didn't they? <laughs> little folded up, visy folded up cardboard boxes just stuff full of cash. Uh, Milo, will there be a daily Fitzmas special in the lead up to Christmas after yesterday's form from Lockie? Uh, only on Wednesdays, which, is, which means there's only one more lock, but I'm still on track on Sundays. There'll be more people out the back of Adelaide Oval drinking Chardonnay than people watching the game. Probably. Yeah, that'll be Milo Pims not a, with his glass of Pims. Not, out not the back. Ca- no Cardi B for me. No a eh? The key, uh, the the Pims and lemonade. You'd be on, I reckon. And he said, "Food for thought." When Amon decided to leave, he left thinking that his new teammates Gunston, Shields, Mitchell, and O'Meara were going to be there. Now they aren't. We are not salty about his move. Good luck at the Hawks, Carl. We have loads of talent to replace Bergman, Sin, Farrell, all to take his spot. And he appreciate the message, but Bergman, Sin, and Farrell wouldn't carry Carl Amon's bags. And it, players like he's not he's not going to Hawthorne. It's clearly he's yeah. going to he's going on a long term big deal. Like that's it's that's the reason why he's going to Hawthorne.
4: I think Sin's the one. Sin's the one that. Can, Sin's the one he, that he,
3: can. If he has a big preseason and Bergman showed signs early, he, he did but he's a bit, he's I reckon, off bit. I
4: reckon Sin's the one to step up and take his spot and have a have a really good breakout year on the wing next year.
3: Yeah, but Sin's not going to go and get you 34 and kick two and have seven inside well, 50s. He, well, he might. He might. I'll take any bet you like.
4: S- Sin will be the feel-good story for Port next year.
3: There you go. The feel-good story? The, uh, or the, the, break-out.
4: the breakout? The breakout feel-good story. You know what together. the breakout
3: story might be? Araccio actually playing. <laughs>
4: We'll leave that when
3: we see it. Let's go to the news. On the other side of this, oh, I can see. He's, you do, why are you doing your hair? Craig Goodwin's on the phone. You don't have to do your hair. He's on He's on the phone, mate. You don't, you don't have to pretty yourself up. He's not in studio. He's on the phone. I'm wearing a hat. Let's <laughs> go to the newsroom. <laughs> all, thanks to, all thanks to Morty. We love him. Good morning, Bros. Good morning, Milo. We've covered a few things early we've been talking a bit of AFL a bit of uh, a bit of cricket but we've been we had a World Cup update but we've been waiting for our next guest and we put him straight in the time slot where everyone's getting up out of bed and what better way to get up out of bed than the way that we've been doing it over the last few weeks and that's getting up and listening to this man just go to work he's an absolute star um, we call him our own we don't we Well he's our own Well we call him our own well that's can I not say that You just did Well I did. His name's Craig Goodwin. He joins us on the line. Good morning, Craig. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, I'm going to start with the, the fanfare coming back. What's it been like back on Australian soil, my friend?
5: Yeah, um, definitely was a really nice surprise um, getting off the, the long flight um, from Qatar and, and seeing the probably, I reckon it might have been, I reckon it was probably close to 100 people um, at the airport there waiting for me. Um, so it was. Uh, Definitely humbling to experience that and, and see the impact that it's had, and and how proud it's made everyone back in SA.
4: So Craig, it's obviously been uh, been a fantastic story, and uh, you've been you've had so much support uh, back here in Adelaide as as you recently would have would have been seen. But it all wasn't smooth sailing leading into this World Cup for you, was it? Uh, you had a bit of an injury through the the pre-season. Uh, I think you you've been quoted saying you weren't sure whether you're going to. Um, even make the squad but it's a credit to you, you dug in and you, you come out for our reds and started the season off um, on absolute fire so just tell us about your your mindset and, and the lead into actually getting picked in the squad and then obviously getting the opportunity to go on what you did do in the uh, in the world cup this year
5: um, yeah so definitely after the after the qualifiers in the peru game um, for the back end of last year i, I had bit of problems around my hips um, and we didn't exactly look at what it was um, because it was just games coming thick and fast and it was let's just get myself right for the next one and and it was manageable at the time but by the time I finished the Peru game um, I'd developed osteitis pubis and and bone stress um, on my on my pubis as well so um, literally from the kicking the, the penalty against Peru to one week out from the season, I, I didn't put boots on because I couldn't I couldn't run um, properly. And yeah, I didn't kick a ball until one week out from the season. So definitely along that period, it was, um, you know, my thought process was, I think I've left this too late here. I don't think it's going to be um, enough. Am I going to be able to get um, fit enough? And, and am I going to be able to perform um, well enough to get selected for the squads because everyone else has had the full preseason? So I think... Um, from that it was the biggest thank you to my um, uh, to my coach Carl um, and then to the medical team as well for being able to to get me in a good position. Um, it was a, definitely a grueling preseason and a lot of conditioning sessions on on the bike and on the assault bike and in the gym. Um, and then from there, once I once I got onto the pitch and, and put my boots on, I didn't put too much pressure on myself of of trying to you know, trying to overplay or trying to think, oh, I have to do something amazing here to get selected in the squad. So it was just about going about my business. And and for whatever minutes I was playing at the start, it was just trying to help the team and trying to do my part um, and trying to help us pick up points. Because I've always said that if I'm focusing on Adelaide and getting the best out of my performances there, then the national team should take care of itself. But I think because of the preseason and... how difficult it was, um, and not knowing if I was going to be there. I think that's why there was so much emotion when I scored against France within nine minutes. So I'm just kind of was overwhelmed by the situation.
4: Yeah, it was uh, it was unbelievable. And, and just tell us about the the World Cup. And uh, no doubt it would have gone would have gone pretty quick. Uh, as you said, you you've, you kicked off our campaign in style, scoring the first goal for us against France. Uh, You're involved in. Uh, many other opportunities for us as well. So, not many people had high expectations for the Socceroos this year. So, can you just touch on from a from a team point of view and a personal point of view, just the experience of the the whole World Cup over the last couple of weeks?
5: Yeah, definitely. From um, a team perspective, I think we always had um, we always had the the outlook on it that we don't want to be here just to make up the numbers. And and I said it a few times in, in interviews when I when I was a kid and I dreamed about playing in the World Cup and and being in, in this scenario you, you don't dream about just participating you dream about making something special happen and you know d- drawing on the inspiration of the you know the, the team from 2006 and, and wanting to to you know do better than what they could um, and you know I think that we I think that we managed to do that you know obviously picking up six points getting two clean sheets um, taking Argentina one of the, the best teams in the world, um, with arguably the best player to ever grace the game in, in Messi, um, you know we we really gave it a really good crack, and I think the biggest thing out of it is that we can see how proud and and how much um, inspiration it gave to the people supporting us back here. So um, that was the that was um, really rewarding for us as as a group, and you know we we didn't you're right we didn't have much expectation on us, um, but I think we use that as, as ammunition, you know, it's, everyone loves an underdog story. And I think pretty much every Australian sporting team in history is always underestimated as to what they can do and what they can bring. So for us, we use that in our favor and, you know, we were disappointed it ended the way we did, but with nothing but extremely proud of what we were able to achieve um, as a team. And then personally, obviously with, um, you know, my age being 30, I was looking at it with the outlook that this could potentially be my last chance at the world cup being 34. Not that, that it's impossible, but it's probably my last one, um, in terms of age. Um, so I just went in with the mindset of whatever happens, however many minutes I get, I'm just going to do the best I can and, and really try and, um, really try and shine. So I, uh, to, to get the start against France and for it to obviously turn out the way it did and then to be involved out of three of the four goals that we did score, um, it was just an amazing experience to be a part of. and I really enjoyed every second of it from from on the pitch to, to the off the pitch things as well. And The, the best part for me that, that topped it all off was being able to have my family there in, in the games, in the stadium and, and be able to share all the special moments with them.
4: Absolutely. Uh, And tell us about Graham Arnold uh, from a player's point of view. Uh, There's been a bit of speculation. Will he get a new contract? Will he not? Uh, I think recently there's some reports come out that they will put something to him, Football Australia. So uh, how instrumental has he been in in gelling this team together and and putting in the tactics in place to to go so well in this World Cup? And, And do you want him to continue on as manager of the Socceroos?
5: Yeah, he's done fantastic, you know, I think um over this four year period of qualifying and, and the World Cup he's had a lot of critics along the way and, and he's always stayed true to to his beliefs and, and what he wanted to do within the team and he's never let that outside um talk affect him and you know, he's he's now um put himself in a position where he'll go down as one of the greatest um Australian coaches of all time. So um, absolute credit to him and it's been fantastic to, to work with him and, and to be involved um, in this group he's done a, a tremendous effort to build uh, a real culture around the soccerroo setup, up um, and it really is a family when you come into the group it's it's no matter if there's a lot of changeover of players or whether it's a, a very similar group every time you go into camp it's very easy um, to transition into it from, from your club football, it's very easy to to get along with everyone there. And, and that's a testament to him um, exactly what he wants to do now. Um, time will tell whether he'll continue on or whether he'll look for, for club football.
3: Craig, uh, has it been interest is going to be shown from overseas clubs. Has some of the interest come for some of these players already, or does that come a little bit after? And have you been, or had interest shown in you to go back overseas again and play?
5: Um, yeah, look, I think I think they come hand in hand when you have a good um World Cup campaign that it's likely that there will be um offers that come in. Um I haven't spoken to my manager in, in terms of that yet and to be honest I've just signed a I signed a three year deal at the start of the year. So, you know, I'm happy here. My focus is with Adelaide. There may be offers that come up um over over the next year or so. Um, with um, with the World Cup performances that I've been able to have. But I'm not thinking about that. Um, I'm purely thinking about Adelaide. I'm happy here. I'm settled here. And, and you know, I, I really want to win trophies with Adelaide United. And that's what my mindset is at right now. So it's about getting back on the pitch and, and trying to do the best I can in each game with Adelaide and trying to pick up as many points as
4: possible. So just before we let you go, uh, Goody, uh, tell us about Adelaide and, and when can we see you back? Uh, you, yeah. Can, can you can you fit in? Pull the boots on already. In the boots, you, in the boots uh, tomorrow night against uh, <laughs> Brisbane or are you going to just take an extra game just to freshen up and, and be ready to go for next week?
5: Um, well, I've got training this morning and, and it'll be a conversation with, with me and the coaching staff and just how my body's feeling and... and um, what they're thinking um, and what they want to do as well. Um, obviously, it is a short turnaround from from getting off the flight to playing, but I'll always put my hand up to play. So I'm hoping to be involved and hoping to put on the red shirt and get three points against Brisbane.
3: Uh, Goody, we love watching you throughout the World Cup. Uh, we want plenty more highlights just like this before I let you go.
8: Harry Sutar, the base of the centre circle, plays a long diagonal ball out to
2: Lecky on the right flank and a good touch as well. Pavart hit the ground, the cross comes in. Good one! Craig Goodwin has the opener. Australia
3: 1-0 up on the French. Looking forward to hearing that uh, for Adelaide United, my friend. Uh, Thank you so much for your time this morning. We love you here at SEN. Hopefully we can chat again soon. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. You're giving me goosebumps just listening to me. <laughs> yeah, you just make sure that you tell those coaches the body's right, okay? <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> Craig Goodwood there from uh, well Adelaide United and the Socceroos. He's been a star. Speaks perfectly, doesn't he? He certainly does. And, I mean,
4: for for our selfish sake, uh, we hope he stays here in Adelaide and continues to play for the Adelaide uh, United because uh, it'd be, I mean, it'd be if that's what he wants to do and head back overseas and play in Europe again, that'd uh, be fantastic for him. But selfishly, uh, I want to see him continue play for the Reds for the next couple of years.
3: Fair bit of love for him off the text too, Brett, a couple of others. A few people asked him if, if he was in, saw any camels in Qatar. I'm not sure we'll cut out that part. I wasn't going to ask him that. Fair income. Hey, uh, break time. On the other side of this, we're going to come back. We'll talk a little bit about... Um, we'll hear what Jeff Walsh had to say on Max King, what Kane had to say on Max King's replacements. But still to come, big, big, big show. Peter Siddle to join us to talk Test cricket, strikers. Um, Alex Carey, the chat with him, Ian Bishop, and then well the doing of SEN, one of the great voices um, and a sporting minds of uh, of Australian broadcasting. Jared Waitley coming up after eight o'clock. This is SCNSA Summer Breakfast. Back in a moment.
1: Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire Power. Think safety this December. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power.
2: Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than
3: that. Welcome back, Guess NSA's Summer Breakfast. Powered by Lumo Energy SA and all thanks to Tire Power. The buying power puts the power in your lane. Pat Cummins out of the test match today, Scott Bolan in. We'll chat that later with uh, Ian Bishop, Peter Siddle, Alex Carey and Jared Waitley, of course, uh, all the cricket to come. just want to recap a little bit on the foosball. It's what, uh, it's what Jeff Walsh had to say on uh, the Max King injury on the run home.
9: going to require reconstruction. So, yeah, that, that's, that's a long time on the sidelines in terms of
0: you know, by the time he rehabs
9: and, and, and
0: full
3: recovery,
9: back to full training, um, you know, it's a 16 to 20-week uh, process, really.
3: You'd uh, looking... be hard-pressed being just 16 to 20 weeks, wouldn't you? Well, you need everything to go right, too. So,
4: obviously, there's always, um, what's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You can you can get an infection straight after surgery. There's a chance, a percentage that uh, the surgery can actually go not to plan. So th- like that's just the first thing. Then if he's a quick healer, uh, the, re- the re- rehab, as uh, as well she said there. Uh, you need everything to go well. And even like I had my, uh, nearly a full reco this year on my shoulder. And I'm still having it's still pretty blocked and pretty sore and pretty stiff at times. So I mean. In AFL land, you'll be rehabbing it and getting treatment on it twenty four seven. So that does speed the process up a little bit. But uh, yeah, if you don't do it right and do it diligently, these things can hang around for a long time.
3: He's he's young though. I mean, you're in your late thirties, and um, he's in his early twenties.
4: It certainly helps. There's no doubt about
3: that. No bite there, or late thirties, no bite there, or I'm still feeling fresh. <laughs> Here's what I want you to take. I'm not. What? I said you're in your late 30s. No bite. No, no. Nothing from you. No, no. I'm, I know I'm washed up, but that's all right. That's all right. Could be on oh, my back. You know, you're, not the, you're not the first of. Uh, you just told me that. The first host that sat in this chair to call you washed up couldn't get any more washed up than the bloke that used to sit here. <laughs> yeah. We called him past his past his prime. Yeah, that's what we didn't call. He was a calf running on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't do it. He'd do it tripping on his Birkenstocks and <laughs> socks that he'd roll in here with. Yeah. Hey, um, we love you though, Hazy. He'd be listening too. He, bet, he would not be listening. I bet you he would be. Hey, uh, I want to play this. This is an interesting take. Uh, this is Kane last night on SEN Sports Day with Jared Healy and a replacement for St Kilda. Wait for this.
8: I've got a task for one coach, Jared, and that is to get on the phone. And get Josh Kennedy out of retirement. That coaches Ross Lyon and St Kilda need to get Josh Kennedy out of retirement. Well, you got your this. choice
9: of two Joshes. You can go for the Sydney one or you can go for the West Coast. But obviously,
8: they need the going goal the kicking West. one. Yeah. They need the goal kicking one, Gerard. And I, you sold him a, a really good wage. The prospect of a job after football. You say we'll play twelve to fifteen games again this year. We'll manage you.
3: Saints can't afford to miss the final. So your take.
4: Uh, my initial reaction is it's actually not a silly idea and it, if Josh kennedy thinks he's still got some, oh boy some footy left in him uh, there's no doubt about that but i think i think it was the right time for him to retire at west coast and if he's still got the fire in the belly he could he's like Tom Hawkins he's professional if his body's still in good Nick he could still get a kick for the next year or two. There's no doubt about that. We'd get a kick at St Kilda. And if he wanted, as Kane said, if he wanted to have a coaching pathway in the future, there's no reason why he couldn't grind out another year or two doing it. In saying that, we don't, obviously don't know where he's at. He's obviously living back in Perth. He's got a young family. He's probably well and truly settled down now. So uh, if, he's, if he's keen, you, you, what's the harm in asking the question? putting the feelers out to his manager or to him directly and just asking the question. If he says no, well, you're not going to be any worse off.
3: Well, Kane went on to say, just before we jump to a break, that that St Kilda, because they've obviously got rid of Brett Ratton, I mean, they're they're chips in. Like, really, you're not sacking – like, they're sacking a coach because they think that they should have done a lot better. So they still believe that their list – that they are finals bound and competitive – so they've got to do something because you lose your Ford, for there's no way he's back by round six. No way.
4: Yeah, I I'd I'd think he'd be pushing it by then. Yeah, yep.
3: and then you can be zipping five season nearly done.
4: And won't they come for him too? And they will. They will. No, no doubt about it.
3: And Ross, Lyon, can you imagine the press conferences with Ross Lyon? Yeah, well, we're working through a process, and you know we've got to do these sort of things. And, it's going to take a little bit of time. You've just got to be patient. It's going to take a bit of time. That's You're exactly like, how he sounds. Did you like my Ross Lyon impersonation? A
4: bit of work to do, but I'll <laughs> was, give it to you. I
3: was going to break. Oh, thanks to Mourn Team. Everybody's talking about Mourn Team and Kia. I'm calling to Ross Lyon. Back <laughs> in be, a moment.
1: <laughs> Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker. For immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tyre Power. Think safety this December. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power.
2: Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than that man. Welcome back.
3: It's Thursday, December 8th. Adelaide Test Match Day. Some big cricket guests coming up. Peter Siddle, Alex Carey, Jared Waitley, Ian Bishop. You name them, they are coming up. AJ hasn't missed here. Last ten minutes has been a fair lowbrow bit of radio. Ross Lyne impersonation, terrible. Uh, AJ? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I'll, give, I'll give Story it. checks out, AJ. Yeah, story, st- story, story checks out. Can confirm. Uh, Brett chimed in. How many games has Goodwood won for the Mighty Reds? He almost won games for Australia on the biggest stage. All um, uh, oh, yes, he's a legend. Whack a Port Guernsey on him, please. Oh, look, I don't know whether or not we'd whack a Port Guernsey on him, would we? Um, uh, I like this Spain had 1,000 possessions for one shot at goal. He has been approached by Kosh to be on Port's coaching panel. Whack, Cop that. 0427154166. Got a signet power bank to the value of fifty nine ninety five, dollars uh, And we love our signet power banks. And, well, I think, was it Camo earlier? He's still probably the front runner.
4: There's been, the text has been on fire this morning. And good to see a lot of text getting around our man, Craig Goodwin, too off the back of a stellar World Cup campaign and we hope to see him in a Reds jersey. I think it's tomorrow
3: night against uh, Brisbane. Chances of him in a Reds Guernsey?
4: Uh, He might start on the bench and maybe come on, say, in the second half.
3: That would be my prediction. Yeah, but play. I think play, yeah. News time, back in a moment. Adelaide Test, day one, starting a bit later today, the day-night test and we've got great memories of the Adelaide Test. Here, all thanks to Mourn Team Chair at Cheltenham. Everyone's talking about Mourn Team. But a few years ago, everyone was talking about this man. and Everyone was talking about a South African who made his taboo. And defied the odds, I speak of Peter Siddle. He's now, uh, well, he's been a striker for some time. He's now the skipper of the strikers. He joins us on the line. Good morning, Sid. Good morning, boys. Hey, uh, mate, I want to go back to that test match against South Africa. Faf on debut, but you, you from, from memories being there, and I was sitting in the stand, and you had to do a serious amount of heavy lifting in both innings, and it was rather warm, too. What are your recollections of that Test match?
9: No, nah, it, it was a bloody nightmare. You, you would bust, it,
5: <laughs> <laughs> you'd
9: bust away for, for five days and then um, and finish in a draw. I think that's the, that's the most disappointing thing. But, yeah, it was... Um, James Pattinson went down early, so I think it was um, Ben Hilfenhouse and myself, yeah, had to bowl a fair few overs and a, and a lot more than we expected, and in the end, to no reward.
3: In the second innings of that, you bowled 33 overs. You took four for 65. Michael Clark, you'd never see this, he bowled 18. Nathan Lyon bowled 50, but, I mean, we all know he doesn't run in very far and do much work. David Warner, six. Even Rob Courtney rolled the arm over and bowled six overs. You've done all the heavy <laughs> lifting, you've taken all the poles. It... it it was a debut that really made Faf's career, though, wasn't it? We were going to get him on the show to to chat through it with you, but it, it sort of it sort of set Faf up for for what he sort of showed for South Africa for years after that.
9: Yeah, it did. It was obviously, yeah. In the end, it was an amazing Test match. Um, turned out to be a pretty good series as well. But yeah, no, it definitely started his career, and, and and off he went. And we all know, yeah, where where he ended up and where he is today. And um, but yeah, all in all. Um, yeah, disappointing end for us, but um, yeah, we definitely threw everything at him, and
3: uh, we, yeah, we just just couldn't get through him. What are some of your better memories of Adelaide Oval? Um,
9: probably probably playing the first ever. we speaking of the day-night Test match starting today. It's um, I was lucky enough to play in the very first one, and I took my two hundredth Test wicket in the, um in the day-night Test match. So that's that's one of the special times. Um, and then taking a five wicket haul back when the back when the wicket um, wasn't a drop-in. It was um, a little bit more batter-friendly. So um, I sort of, yeah, I, I look back on that and uh, yeah, cherish uh, the, the games that I did play here.
4: So, you, Sid, you mentioned you played the first uh, pink ball test match here. What, what do you think? Do you rate the the twilight time slot or do you think it just should go back to, to normal day cricket with the red ball? Because you know, it does cause a bit of debate from time to time. But as a player, what is... What are the main differences, obviously, twilight to just the the daytime uh, time slot? I think
9: it's probably the start time. Obviously, the days are no different, as in the length of the day that you're um, at the ground. But I think, yeah, just for a... Um, it's just abnormal. You know, you're usually getting up um, around this time, have some breakfast, get ready, get to the ground, and then you're home by dinner time. Um, and that's the, that's the norm. But, yeah, to actually, you know, try and sleep in... Um, to, to, to obviously wake up later for that delayed start is a bit awkward um, and then you get home, you can't really sleep, so it's a, it, it is an awkward one um, playing wise, it's, it's actually it hasn't been too bad, I think that was the, the sceptics were always saying, is the pink ball going to be okay to play with and how is it going to um, play out during the days, but I think we've seen over the years, um, Adelaide and a couple that played in Brisbane, that um, they've performed pretty well um, and yeah, Australia's record. I think we're 10 from 10 in day-night test matches. So from an Australian point of view, we're probably pretty happy to keep them. I would have thought.
3: Sids, what's it like <laughs> for a bowler like Scotty Boland coming into... you got your fast bowlers, your different units, but you all stick together. What's it like when it, and one goes down and then you've got to bring another one in? Does it change much about how you go about a batsman or working a batsman over for another bowler? Does it change your prep and lead up a little bit?
9: No, not really. I think we're pretty lucky, I guess, um, over the years that um, Australian cricket's always had, you know, um, good good depth in their in in, in all their um, skill sets, but um, especially fast bowling. So, um, you know, there's like you said, there's always injuries, so there is always opportunity. So, I think guys being prepared, being ready to come in, and I think you know last summer's probably the perfect example. Um, we used three different guys, Jai Richardson, um, Michael Nesser, and, and then Scott Boland um, and all three of them came in, in and performed and I think, you know, especially Scotty, he gets his opportunity again today and we all know what he did last summer um, when, he got, when he got his first crack at it so I'm hoping, yeah, being a, um, a good friend of him and an uh, ex-Victorian teammate that um yeah he can go out and perform once again because he's yeah he's definitely got the skill set for international cricket
3: you still got the baggy green close handy in case uh, someone drops out get the quick call up
9: (laughs) (laughs) i wish i wish it's actually um back at my best mate's house yeah his his kids like having it around so it sits at their house while i continue to sort of travel around all over the world um not really having a base. So, yeah, they look after it for me. But, um, nah, my days are long gone. Leave that for the youngsters now, and I'll, I'll just stick to just cruising around.
3: Uh, Holly worded me up. She said, talk a heap of Tasmanian cricket. I said, Holly, we're talking South Australian cricket. So let's go to the strikers, Correct. mate. And, um, look, shaping up is a pretty good side. We've had Tom Kelly on, Jordan Buckingham. Looking forward to seeing some of these younger guys. But can you just tell us um, a little bit about the, the, getting the squad together and the season starting?
9: Yeah, we've got. Yeah, I think we've um, assembled a pretty good squad this year. It's um, obviously the disappointing thing with, with having international cricket on, which is great for these guys, is that we lose obviously the two key players in Alex Carey and um, Travis Head. So that's a disappointing thing. But yeah, we've got some good talent. Obviously, the addition of Chris Lynn. Um, you know, he's been one, he's been one of the greats of the the whole competition since it started, leading run scorer hit the most sixes in the competition, so he's going to be huge for us. Um, and then our international signings, I think, you know, we obviously got the great man Rashid Khan back. Um, he's been amazing um, for us over the last five years. And then, um, yeah, Colin de Grandhomme, Adam Hose, I think that just, you know, strengthens our depth in some areas that we probably didn't have. Colin's an all-rounder um, batting the Kambol um, well. And then Adam Hose, sort of middle-order batsman, who will probably come in and fill the John O'Wells role. So, yeah, we obviously lost a few players, but I think we've we've added in some key players that are yeah definitely going to help our side. And I think it's going to be an exciting summer for us.
4: Sids, just uh, tell us a little bit more about Colin de home. A few texts uh, coming through. Uh, a few of the Strikers fans want to know a little bit more about him and, and what he's going to bring to the side over the summer.
9: Yeah, well, he's going to bring a, um, an awesome-looking mullet. Um, <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> that's that's what he's well-known for. I think if anyone sort of his name pops up, they probably don't know too much about his cricket skills, um, but they tend to know about his um, his hairdo and his mullet. Um, it's uh, He's a little bit disappointed at the moment. Just got it uh, cut recently, and she thinned it out a little bit too much, so <laughs> that's not quite as thick as he'd like. Um, but, nah, he, yeah, he's obviously, yeah, he's played a lot of cricket um, around the world, um, a lot of T20 cricket. Yeah, so he's sort of like a powerful middle-order batsman. Um, can clear the ropes quite easily, which is always nice in T20. And then his bowling, yeah, he's like a little uh, a medium pacer, but yeah, he's got lots of tricks. Swing the ball with the new ball and um, nail his yorkers and slow balls and stuff throughout the middle. So um, yeah, very handy addition because I think it's something we've probably lacked having that sort of all rounder over the last few years um, in that middle order um, with extra bowling for the to the side. So. Yeah, it's going to be um, handy watching him play, but I think, yeah, he'll, he'll become a bit of a fan favourite once people um, check out his hairdo.
3: Sids, you've given us one of the great moments in Australian sport. Do you ever get sick of hearing this? <laughs> Here we go. Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. Oh, oh that close. He's got- The bit that I love about that, Shane warns, so get ready, Tubbs. Get ready, Tubbs. <laughs> uh, it's it's one of the great things. Everyone knows that. Everyone.
9: Yeah, no, it, it, it is good. It's, um, yeah, obviously amazing it, um, achievement, but, um, yeah, it, it starts making me think how old I am. I was on the plane yesterday flying over, and some guy goes, oh... Must have been your um, birthday recently, wasn't it? You know the the Matrix, <laughs> everyone knows. You know, like, yeah, but I was bloody it's, it's twelve years ago now. A, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a long time ago, um, but it happened. But um, no, I, I I do like obviously hearing it, and um, you know I get sent that video a lot, especially around my birthday. And um, no, it was a special moment, and I think yeah, the, like you said, the the boys did a tubs, and uh, and Warnie did a beautiful call. Um, of the of the whole thing. So it, it is great but to uh, listen back
3: on. Uh Sids, hopefully we can call that for the strikers in a couple of games here, mate. If you take a hat trick in here, I'll give it absolutely everything on the radio for you. Don't worry about that. Oh for sure. For sure. <laughs> Looking forward to having you uh here mate throughout the summer. No doubt we'll chat to you again shortly and uh, and say goodbye to Hole Forest, one of our one of our favorites here at SEN.
9: Definitely guys, thanks for having me on. We'll talk
3: soon. Peter Siddle there, absolute jet. Absolute jet. Isn't he?
4: 12 years ago. That uh, only seems not that long ago, I, don't, I didn't it?
3: think it was that long ago, to yeah. be perfectly honest. It was his 26th birthday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got to jump to a break. On the other side of this, Alex Carey. Alex Carey on the test match. On the other side, we're powered by Lumo Energy SA. And everybody's talking about Mourn Team Care at Cheltenham.
2: The tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm
3: better than that man. Well, welcome back to SNSA's Summer Breakfast. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you. All thanks to tyre Power. The Buying Power puts the power in your lane from one star to another. Well, this man's doing great things on uh, the television commentary. But even better is we're reminiscing on the 30 year anniversary of the 92 93 Test match. And we're having a little bit of trouble with the Australian players because not too many of them want to come on and talk about it. And when they do come on to talk about it, they're not all that happy about it. So we thought, why don't we get someone from the winning side? Who better to get on than Ian Bishop himself? He joins us on the line. Good morning, Bish.
0: Good morning. Hello. How
3: are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, mate, Good. we're reminiscing about the anniversary of the great test match here. We we got it done over the Australians. And you actually managed to get Justin Langer on debut for 54 can you just take us um, back to that test match and, and what that win was like for the West Indies? You, I mean, you won the series 2-1, I think. You drew two matches. It was it was. It's one of the great test matches that's ever been played.
0: Yeah, one of the great results. I mean, it was fine margins. Um, look, we, we started the series slowly. We just managed to hold on in the first test. I think we went down in the second. So it was a case of keeping the series alive and... Um, desperation, so to speak, but uh, generally it was a tough, tough um, initiation for Justin. But he went on to have an excellent career. And just the margin of one run was was just very tense. And one of the things I always say when we talk about that Test match is for me and for several others in the team not wanting to lose a series to Australia simply because of the body of work that had been built by the great team before us.
4: So you're obviously working close with Justin at the moment in the commentary box. Do you just remind him now when you when you see him a bit later today <laughs> that, uh, that uh, you got it done over him uh, at 10 gram. years ago?
3: and you still there? we got you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Sorry, I'm still here.
3: Yeah, sorry, mate. I just dropped out there. Uh, Bryce just asked about, do you still remind JL that you got it done over him 30 years ago?
0: <laughs> no, no. JL talks about it much more than I do. That For me, that time is gone. <laughs> um, it, it's a great after-dinner sort of story or a great luncheon story, but... Um my own concern, really, is seeing this current unit uh, build to their full potential, to be honest.
4: So let's just quickly talk about uh, the Test match today. Obviously, the Australians got off to a great start in Perth, but we saw some great fight by the West Indians, and they hung on, hung in for a lot of the, the end of the, the Test match uh, in Perth. What can we expect uh, from them in this Test match? Uh, and they'll take a lot of confidence out the way they finished over in Perth.
3: Having trouble with the microphone there. Um, I think, Bish. The question being around the West Indies hung in pretty solidly. Um, I know Brian Lara's addressed them in the change rooms, Are you expecting the same fight here. It might be one of those wickets where they can bat some more time. Look, I think it's 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 not a novelty experience
0: because the West Indies have played three pink ball tests before in the Caribbean, in the UK, and in the UAE. Uh, it will be the first time here in Australia, which I think has a, a semblance of uniqueness about it. So um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the team would have looked at their captain, would have looked at their debutant from the first test match in Shandapal and recognized the fight from a batting perspective and hope to replicate that in in perhaps just as challenging conditions, but also from a bowling point of view, even with the injuries to Roach, et cetera, I'm hoping that Alzari Joseph can find a a greater radar, greater potency along with Jason Holder, and bowl better.
3: Uh, Braithwaite, I I think he's been pretty good tactically. Uh, Obviously, his batting holds up. He looks a, a superb, superb cricketer and a superb leader. Is there a couple of things you'd want him to tweak in the field, maybe? Or are you pretty happy with how he went about the Test match from a tactical perspective?
0: There's still learnings for Craig, but it has to be put into context, right? I have seen Craig from, from his initial year in international cricket and his captaincy journey. And he used to be, believe it or not, a very, very conservative captain like several West Indies captains of this era, But I've seen a transition. I've seen him willing to try things. I've seen him keep free slips in place for a lot longer, for example, in that first test match than he would have done in the past. So I'm seeing an improvement. But a lot of captaincy comes down to trusting your bowling group. Can I trust my bowling group to hold this line, to bowl this length consistently, especially against top players? And that is something that Craig is
3: learning to do. Um, I'd still like... Oh, we've just lost him there. Um, I might get uh, I might get you to ring him back, um, Jace, But we've just lost in Bishop. There, he's just dropped off the fine line. So obviously, having a couple little difficulties. Don't think that's our end. I think that might have been his end, uh, Gibbsy. We might jump to a break off the back of that. And on the other side, why don't we get to Jared Whateley? He's not quite here yet. We're hoping he's rolling in. Do you expect him to come in? I, I don't, do. I do. I, I, well, I hope he rolls in. Yeah, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be here that Jared Waitley to join us in studio. Everybody's talking about Mont Team Chair at Keltenham. A lot to cover with Jared too. The David Warner stuff pre-test match. We've got Cummins Out, Bowling In. There's stories, galore, and who better to narrate those stories than one of the great orators of Australian sport, Jared Waitley, to join us on the other side of this.
1: Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker. For immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tyre Power. Think safety this December. Get the five-minute tyre safety check
2: at your local Tyre Power. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs.
3: I'm better than that man. Well, welcome back. We've just gone 8.14 on your dial. It's Thursday morning, December 8. It is Test Match Day and who better to get in? Who better to get in than the voice of SEN Cricket? One of the great orators of Australian sport. Jared Whitley, good morning to you, Jared.
8: Miles Bryce, I love being in Adelaide. Uh, the day of the Test match, it's my favourite Test match. It's the best city to stage uh, a game, and I know there are those who can't have it that it's moved to day night. I think it's got such a charm to it, the Pink Ball Test, and it's all about breakfast rather than dinner. And now I'm I'm rapt to be here.
3: I want to start with that. Do you think there's cause for having it alternate? The Australians are ten and zip, I think, in day night Tests. Do you think they maybe should give it a break every second or third year? Uh, I don't, but I would understand those who would hold the view. So there
8: was one, uh, India wouldn't play a pink ball test not that long ago. So it was a a day test there. No, I think Adelaide proactively uh, chose to own it. I think they have made it their own. It's been the most picturesque ground in the country is it gets the dusk shots which carry around the world. No, if, if I was the sacker, I wouldn't be giving that up.
3: I want to start with the story of the morning. Dave Warner, uh, it's strange timing. Uh, Ian Healy's been vocal uh, that we've seen on social media in support of Dave Warner. He's withdrawn his, uh, essentially, um, dispute in regards to his, his sanction. Why the morning of a test? Why, why does this all happen in the last 24 hours? Yeah, so the, the risk... In the way that this process was framed and delayed
8: all the way across the winter, when it might have been dealt with while cricket was dormant and thus not interfered uh, with the summer schedule and the, the demands, the day to day demands that Warner is subject to, is this was always a risk. It's a nine month process which has frustrated Warner and those involved immensely. My sympathies are absolutely with Warner in the way that this has been depicted and I can't for the life of me understand how Cricket Australia finds itself here. It's implemented a process to allow for an appeal and the appeals body, those individuals who aren't specifically named, we don't know who these people are. They want a public hearing and they want a cleansing. Cricket Australia hasn't been interested in a cleansing. The last time I asked Nick Hockley about the event's around sandpaper, he wouldn't even confirm that he'd read the report of the time. That's how little Cricket Australia wants to talk about the specifics. And suddenly you have this independent body who, I agree with Warner, this would be a public lynching if this was a, a hearing held in the manner that, that has been suggested. And I'm not for a moment surprised that he's had to walk but,
3: away from it. But Jared, in that, the lynching is, is this where we finally then get to see the details of what pe- some people suspect yes, happened? Yes, that's not fair on Warner.
8: Well, so that should have been done at the time. If you wanted to run a process to publicly identify this was a really limited process in a really limited time with a really limited outcome, and we have all felt unease about that in the five years that have gone on, and none of us, I don't think anyone who has first-hand knowledge believes that what has been tabled publicly is the full version of events. And in what what Warner wrote yesterday, he spoke not only of... The stress on his family, but there are two clear intimations around how bad this would be for the team and for his teammates to, to have to be the one put through that. That's not what this process was supposed to be about. It was supposed to be about reform and contrition as to whether his lifetime leadership ban could be reviewed essentially to lead a BBL team. And this board It would appear totally separate to Cricket Australia's desires, want a public cleansing.
3: Do you think, though, that that say your views and Ian Healy's? Do you think that reflects maybe what some of the Australian public?
8: So I agree with the. I am with the Australian public as at the time it should have all been fully laid out. Well, they still
3: want to know now.
8: They want to know now. That is not what this process was. This is Warner's appeal on a lifetime ban, not a rehearing of the events of five years ago, and it's grossly unfair on him. We have
3: to move on to, well, essentially, Steve Smith is now the captain, which I love. Um, Pat Cummins is out. Scott Boland comes in. Thoughts on the Steve Smith captaincy? And also, Scott Boland gets a crack at another ground outside of the MCG. And a pink ball. So Boland is the perfect
8: man to add to this lineup. Um, He's he feels to me like he's not fourth of four in quality, but he is four of four in in pecking order. So he's a great replacement for Cummins. This will happen from time to time with a fast bowling captain. We shouldn't worry about it. Uh, And there should absolutely never be a risk taken around Cummins. We watched him in Perth and said at the time he won't be playing in Adelaide. Uh, I have no issue with Smith captaining this. He, we've, he served his time. His punishment was prescribed. He returns as the vice captain and the vice captain just fills the void as has always been such.
4: Yeah, I think you're spot on, Jared. And obviously with a, another big series coming up against South Af- Africa, you want him cherry ripe for that series. Uh, Fill us in a little bit about the West Indies. They showed oh, they got off to a pretty slow start yeah. in Perth and they showed some grit and determination, especially with their batting late in that Test match. No doubt they would have got a lot of confidence out of that. And uh, I think it's time for some of these young, young up-and-coming West Indians to
8: really take control
4: now and, and put in a good performance here in Adelaide.
8: I doubt that will be this Test match. This is a long build for them to restore themselves as a Test-playing team. And they won a lot of plaudits, I thought. They were unthreatening with the ball, and that means you're not going to win a Test match. But they were they were brave and determined with the bat, led by their captain and their debutant. So that that's excellent. Brathwaite and Chandapal at the top. The captain set really clear goals, which I, I loved. He didn't speak about beating Australia. He spoke about batting for 100 overs and playing 10 days of hard-fought Test cricket. So they played the first five. Kudos to them. Lots of teams don't get to five days in Perth and they batted for 98.5 and then more, way more than 100 and made respectable scores. So those are worthy goals. Again, it probably will be a fraction harder with the pink ball. I don't think that Perth pitch was particularly good and the way the pink ball nips around, but that's the challenge to them, and, and I hope they're up for it.
3: Looking forward to this test, where's the story in the narrative? Adelaide has a habit of having a twist or a turn yeah. or a story in it. What can you see maybe of because this night with the young players with the pink ball? You know, we saw with England only not that long ago, they got knocked over for not many. Is there a story to be had? I think there are
8: two really clear storylines now. Is a Warner century, which he's made a 300 here against a a vulnerable attack in in a pink ball test, is a Warner century would contain so much, and who he signalled to might be really interesting if that happened. I think a Steve Smith century as captain. So he was, he was a certainty to make a century last year as captain. And he got out right at the end and it was a shock to all of us. He was so determined in that innings. I imagine he will harness that again. And Nathan Lyon is about to become the leading test wicket taker on the ground, eclipsing Shane Warren with the first wicket that he takes. And don't
4: forget Scotty Boland coming in and
8: the yeah. impact he did. Only Six for seven. 12
4: months ago, or whatever it was, uh, Imagine him coming out and, and doing that well, uh, again. That'd be pretty and special. And also,
3: if Marnus puts up another double ton or another hundred, yeah. his summer starts to look as one of the uh, essentially yeah. all-time greats. Jared, we can catch it all, SE and cricket, right throughout the afternoon and evening. Probably have to yeah, get dinner up there in the media centre. Yeah, yeah. It's,
8: a, <laughs> it's a different schedule, so brunch becomes really important.
3: It's certainly. Well, I was uh, I was up late enough with FLEMO last night, so we'll see how <laughs> he's travelling today. Thanks so much for coming in, Joe. Nice to be here. Uh, we've got to jump to a break. We'll come back on the other side of this. This is SNSA Summer Breakfast. Everybody's talking about team Kia at Cheltenham.
1: Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker. For immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tyre Power. Think safety this December. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your
2: local Tyre Power. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than that
3: Well, welcome back. 8.27 Thursday morning. It's test day, Adelaide test day. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs. Everybody's talking about Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham. We love the team at Mourn Team. Not long to go, Bryce. A Signet Power Bank to the value of $59.95. Um, a Signet Power Boost Bank... Will, keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. It's got to go to Camo. Hi, guys. Wondering if the AFL can release a fixture today or will it upset Cricket Australia with the test starting from today?
4: Well, Camo, did Camo know?
3: Don't don't tell me it's happened.
4: Well, nothing I can see from the AFL, but the Adelaide Crows have just put something out on their social media about a sneak peek uh, schedule update for round 12, who they're going to be playing and the location. What did they say in it? They're going to be playing the Gold Coast in round 12 at TIO, TIO Stadium in Darwin, which makes me think there could be a fixture release oh, surrounding round 12 if from the, the AFL today. It's
3: uh, trolling. You know, we are talking to Jared before about it off air. Trolling at its finest. It's petulant.
4: Which we joked about saying... The test is on today. We'll just wait for the AFL to like be something. do something. You, you know what? I've they could even, the announce, they could
3: even announce some of that other um, gather round stuff. You know, gather round. Do you really think, do, they, do you think they tried to do it as in like everyone gather round? As in like, as you would say it. I think they have, haven't they? They've done it for that reason. Come to Adelaide and gather round everybody. Unbelievable. You know what? They probably paid someone $200,000 to come up with that. I'm not going to lie.
4: Left is hanging on the edge of our seat. Oh, wondering what it was. Magic would be to gather. To come out. I and still give say us this that.
3: at the end of the show. They should have made it um, retro around it and invited all the greats back into one spot at the one time. Now, quickly, podcast, SEN app. All the interviews are all covered. SEN app live and crystal clear. Have a great weekend. Don't forget SEN's coverage of the cricket uh, right throughout the afternoon. Headline. And if you're not doing it, get down there. Get there. Well, I'll be there. All right. See you soon. Too.